This time on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A tarot reader. Some foley work. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where me and Jen Hansen go through every episode of the anthology horror series, Tales from the Dark Side, and give it a review. Today, Jen, who is across from me right now, we are alone. We're alone. It's frightening. It is frightening. We watched the episode called In the Cards. Mm -hmm. Jen, do you have a rundown? I got a rundown, buddy. By the way, how you doing? I'm doing Good, Maddie. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm We're, doing all right. This is a. I actually liked this episode. I liked this episode too. There was a couple of things that were like, please stop doing that. Yeah, we'll it, talk about it when we get there. Yep, not a perfect episode, but definitely something that I could have enjoyed and would have enjoyed watching. Much better than Jin No Chaser. Oh, Jesus God. <laughs> I'm so, I'm still angry at that episode. If anybody's wondering, I'm still mad. In the cards, uh, a tarot reader who attracts business by giving out only good predictions finds herself stuck with a new deck of cards, one which makes terrible predictions come true. This episode was written and directed by Ted Gershery. Nope. Gershoney. Gershoney. Ted okay. Gershoney. You could have gone with either. And I could I have. Never, no one would have known. <laughs> never would have corrected you. Uh, he wrote and directed this episode. He uh, He's done a lot of episodes of Tales from the Dark Side and Monsters. Uh, he also uh, was the writer and director for the 1970s film Silent Night, Bloody Night, which I got really excited about. But then I realized I was thinking of Black Christmas, which is a different <laughs> movie. Um, I, I feel like I've seen the VHS box for Silent Night, Bloody Night. Yeah, like they it had it in Blockbuster and there was a sticker over it. It was like a stocking with a bloody foot coming yeah, out of it. Yeah, something like that. Something. A chimney with an axe coming out of it. Oh, God, with Santa's hand yep. coming out with an axe. Yep. Oh, so good. Um, the interesting thing about this when I was looking it up. So this episode aired January 27th, 1985. On January 14th, 1985, there was an episode of Tales of the Unexpected with an episode called In the Cards. What? About a tarot card reader whose clients die. Holy shit. Yeah, Tales of the Unexpected was a uh, a British anthology horror show. Okay, I did uh, not know that. That I think was based on, um, a lot of the stories were based on uh, Roald Dahl stories. Okay. Um, but this was not one of them. So the character names are different and all the writers are different. Even like the source material writers. Wow. Yeah. Really weird though. Right. This is, this is. So this aired. Well, I guess like a tarot card reader of whom's readings come true. That isn't the trope. You know, that's, that's, I mean, that is a trope. Mm -hmm. That's a real thing, but. I felt like the way that they handled it in the Tales from the Dark Side in the cards, they did a really good job. So I'm really interested to see what the British version did. Yeah, I, there was something about uh, like they win the lottery and then I, it might have been more about the psychic. I don't know. I didn't watch it. But uh, Neither did just, I. Right. But that's just such Well, that'll be after we get through all of this and all of Monsters and oh, all my. of Friday the 13th. And then all of, uh, all of Tales Freddy's, from the Crypts. Freddy's Nightmares, Tales from the Crypts. And then we'll move on to Amazing Stories. Amazing Stories. <laughs> then Tales from the Unexpected. And then the American Ameri Amazing Stories. And then we will get in our flying saucers. <laughs> and, and leave with our overlords. <laughs> See you later, Zeno. <laughs> Me and Jen are out of here. <laughs> Just Dopplers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, this episode starred uh, Dorothy Lyman. As Catherine Day. As Catherine. 
Uh, she was in. Did you ever watch Mama's Family? Mm-hmm. Okay, she was in 125 episodes of Mama's Family as um, the daughter. I yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. As the daughter, I never watched Mama's Eunice. Family. Yeah, Eunice. Uh, I have to say so because it's Mama and Eunice. Okay. And she was great. She's great. Little, uh, little ham-fisted in the acting, but that is to be expected in this show, right? Like, they definitely err on the please overact, right? Because if you're wooden in this, it's awful. Yeah. And uh, this also had as Iris her client. Uh, uh, that actress's name was uh, Joanne Carlo, and she was uh, Dixie on uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. What? In like 12 episodes. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, Jen. Let's, All right. Let's get down to it. Get so into we, the meat. Get into the meat. Um, a little bird told me that man lives in the sunlit world mm-hmm. of what he thinks to be reality. Okay, I think that makes sense. Right? Okay. Is there anything like a yin to the yang or... Strange, strangely enough, there is unseen by most an underworld. Oh, is it is it dark there? Well, here's the thing. It's just as real. Okay. But it's not as brightly lit. Like a dark side. It is a dark oh, side. Oh, a dark side. Okay. All right. So the door to the dark side opens. <laughs> the sound effects play a major part of this episode. I, did you say sound effects? Oh, I did. Would you maybe want to just change that to sound effect? <laughs> Track 72 <laughs> on 100 sound effects. Yes, the. I guess uh, there were a couple of other sound effects, but that is the the sword being hoisted out of a holster sound. Yeah, the shing of a a sword being drawn. Yes, so we open. We're in a um, I don't know what you would call that a, a tarot a, studio. It uh, basically looks like a living room that she's converted to a a yeah a tarot studio. Yeah, I don't know what else to call it. I don't either. I do not go to readings, but it's a reading salon. Mm. Yes. Okay. A reading salon. I like that. Yeah. Let's call yeah. it. Yeah. A psychic reading salon. A psychic emporium of wonders. She is on the phone. And once again, we have immediately a Tales from the Dark Side trope of a phone call. A phone call. But it was, it was, so it was a phone call and we had the haunted info dump, but it wasn't like a terrible info this dump. This is easily the best one they almost figured out how phones work. Because it, it sounded like there could be a person on the end of that call. Yes. Right? The call was kind of... Um, the call's major point was to establish that although she is a tarot card reader, she don't believe this shit. Mm-mm. She don't want none of it. All she wants is that sweet cash. That's right. Who did she remind you of, if anyone? Mm. Well, she had a, a couple things. She reminded me of um, Coach's wife from Coach. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> little, little Pam Dauber action. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who did she remind you of? Uh, I saw her as uh, Jamie Lee Curtis from Trading Places. Oh. With uh, like more of a mullet, more more floby yeah. haircut. She definitely had like a rockin' lady mullet. Yeah. Her hair also had that that perm, mm-hmm. had a real 80s perm going on. That like perm on the top? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a puppy dog perm. Yes. Um, I felt like uh, when she was talking on the phone, I wrote down, sucker born every dot, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> because she is on the phone with the person designing a new card and poster for her business. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know. Put the hands with the life symbols on it. Ah, you know, that shit. <laughs> you know, put like, she says the words, put that, uh. Put a palm on it. No, a, not a tree. Right. But she also says like, use that occult writing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, make it look occulty. Yeah, you know what I mean. That old uh, occulty. Yeah, scroll it in blood. What's the blood font? No, yeah. <laughs> 
just uh, get some dripping blood and then a rainbow, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And uh, and then there's like a an actual pause, and mm-hmm. she goes by Tuesday. Well, if you do that, you might be able to get your date. And she is sitting in a very like man spreading way. I was going to mention this. So she is, I wrote down, she is dressed like a gypsy. She is, I I wrote down, uh, being a psychic means you never need to get dressed. (laughs) Because she's legit, she's always in a bathrobe. Yeah. She, at this point, she is wearing a ruffled red, flowy red ruffled skirt that you see flamenco dancers wear. Yeah. Gypsies wear real like a Ren fair flowy goslin skirt kind of uh cut with uh princess leia in the slave girl outfit how this the skirt had like slips slits on both sides for either of her hips so the center part could drape in between yeah so she could like splay her legs out but still have her modesty covered yes yeah she is sitting i was befuddled by how she was sitting yeah. because she's got both legs up but the rest of the skirt is yeah is flowing down yeah to cover her modesty <laughs> Dat puss. <laughs> so classy. Oh, that's psychic puss. <laughs> oh, that's ugly. Oh boy. And then, uh, so she finishes the phone call mm-hmm. with with the cardstock man with startling realism. With startling realism, but then you start to think about that for a second. And it's like she's designing a visual medium over the phone. <laughs> Yeah, and there was, she had a flyer, like, on her desk. Was that something she had already, or on her table? So had she designed the card and then was just telling him about the card and hoping he designed what she had already designed? Maybe. Or was that the old one? Maybe it was the old one. Maybe she was trying to, She was, it looked like she was trying to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Because we, although we don't know it at this point, we find out as we keep going, she's getting a lot of customers. Right. So she thinks their business is booming. So she wants more people to come in. Mm-hmm. So that's what she wants. So to talk to somebody about the card stock and, and the poster and the and the cards and everything like that seems all right. Mm-hmm. Ding. Ding. Well, then she hangs up the phone and she goes, what a way to make a living. And you can hear the laugh track. <laughs> In your head, if not in the show. Yeah, because that sound effect, eerily missing. Right. What doesn't miss is a ding-dong, and she's like, oh, wait a minute, I have to throw on a shawl. That'll make it look more authentic. Super gypsy-y. So there's a a kindly old lady at the door, always a red flag. Yeah, because (laughs) you know that that's trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. So the kindly old lady comes in, asks for a reading. She's doing a, a reading for the kindly old lady. Uh, she tells her, oh, you know, I see a, a man coming into your life, maybe a tennis instructor. They're, they're having just a just a fine, nice, pleasant right. reading. Yeah, because uh, Catherine treats tarot readings as chit-chat. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just how she works. And you know what? I would think that that works for so many people. Sure. This lady that she's doing the reading for, it turns out, is not what she seems. The old lady pays her for the reading. Catherine gets up to make change because she gives her a 50. I thought it was a 20, and she got up to make change for her. And I was like, God, those readings are cheap back then. Yeah. I am paying too much <laughs> paying for too- not. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, but- you want some crystals yeah, to rub on your face? Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Uh- <laughs> I don't know what you do with crystals. Yeah, you rub them on your face. This is you know, Yep. She gets up. She goes to the money till to break this 50. This lady who came in to get this reading, this kindly old woman, pulls a switcheroo. The old switcheroo? The old switcheroo. Why, she's got a matching deck. Because all tarot cards in this episode look like this deck. 100% all the same. Yeah. We missed something major oh okay during the old woman's reading our our lady Catherine mm-hmm. lays down a card and goes that's the knight of swords ching ching the knight of swords never lies ching ching yeah 
So it's the introduction of the Knight of Swords sound effect and the premise that the Knight of Swords never lies. So right. whatever the Knight, like... Whenever he turns up in a reading. Game, set, match. Dish it fact. This is hunted. Take it to the bank. For real. By the way, I wrote down that um, Catherine's necklace was by Avon. Ah. Uh, <laughs> a very multi-tiered, cheap-looking necklace. So the old woman leaves. Yep. Now Iris comes in. Now Iris is there. Is Iris? Right? Oh, who's Iris? Iris is Dixie from um, Dixie from Pee Wee's. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, with the boyfriend waiting for her in the car. Okay, so yeah. that's who that was. I wrote down Martika. Okay. <laughs> she looks like a Martika. She gave me a real Martika vibe. She also had that like proto manic pixie dream girl. Yes. She's kind of wearing overalls. Kind of like a boho overalls with a pixie cut, and she says far out. Yeah, real valley girl, mm-hmm. but like can't really put your finger on like, right. oh yeah, she's a valley girl. It's like weird. It was just weird. Yeah. But she took it. She made it her own. Like she was, I thought I thought her acting was great. I thought she it was better than just a generic, you know. I felt like she was probably the strongest actor in this episode. That's fair. Um, so the reading is happening. And Catherine is troubled. She's putting these cards out, and you can tell she's getting more and more nervous. nervous. And she's doing a great job. Honestly, maybe Catherine is the best actor of this because she has to pull the lion's share. Yeah. Just like our, our boy from last week's episode, um, from from Night Court. From Night Court, yeah. Um, Harry. Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Anderson. Anderson. Yes. Harry Anderson had a lot of heavy lifting. She has a lot of heavy lifting in this because she is looking at gobbledygook. Right. I highly doubt that this actress knows a thing about tarot. Yeah. But she puts she faked, down. No, she faked it. She did good. She puts down one card and she's like, you can tell on her face like. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Not the card that I wanted to put down. So she asked, she asks her to cut it again. Yeah, let's do this again. Let's yeah. uh, let's redo, do over. And Iris is like, "Why? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him?" And she makes up some excuse. Hey, I'm not getting a good reading, something like that. It says something about your boyfriend. Here, deal the cards out again. She so she deals the cards out again. Iris goes, "Hey, look, they're exactly the same." Yep. And they say that Iris's boyfriend is going to die. And not but. <sighs> 10 seconds later, sound effect track number 17 plays, which is screeching tires. Which is, so I think it's track 17, 18, and, and 19, 19. Because it's tires <laughs> slightly far away, tires screeching closer, tires screeching closer and crashing and then crashing more loudly. Crashing. It's, there is like a good 20 seconds. Some shit went down outside. <laughs> So now we're going to play a new game called What Happened? (laughs) So let's presuppose that this was a 20-second accident. Okay. What happened? So what happened was uh, there was a bread truck. Okay? Okay. There was a bread truck, and the driver was going into, like, a diabetic coma. Oh, okay. So he's got that like pen out and he's like trying to give himself a shot, trying trying to to get stab himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to like maybe get to the glucose tablets. But he's fading. He's fading fast. He's starting to starting to wobble. He's going and so now now we're weaving. Now we're a little bit. Meanwhile, Iris's boyfriend is in the car, but he's got the radio turned up too loud. Yeah. He's listening to whatever Valley Dude music that she that she's listening to. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's some new wave Susie and the Banshee's garbage that he cannot hear. The screeching because Susie and the Banshee sounds like a screeching car coming at you. Okay. So now he is slumped over, right? And it drives right over a, a gas can. Okay. Yep. Right. And now the gas can is like caught on the wheel, right? And so then the bread truck crumbs around the corner and he's still like rocking out to uh, Peekaboo. Yeah. And, uh, and so it hits. And for a second, it doesn't do anything. But then. There's a match on the ground for some reason because somebody was just there smoking and the gas can explodes and then the bread truck explodes and then everything explodes except there wasn't an explosion sound effect. So you just have to 
pretend that that was different. So they just played this sound effect of a bunch of trash cans yeah. getting <laughs> tossed over. Or there were some, like, fucked up raccoons. So that was my guess. Okay, my guess, oh, okay great. My take is uh, he wasn't outside yet. He left to uh, go get some booze for later so they would have something to drink. He's on his way back, but he left his window down, and a woodland creature got into the car. Yeah. A la Groundhog Day. Sure. And uh, so it's jumping all over him. He's screeching. He's screeching. Another woodland creature <laughs> jumps in the car. Because they always have their backs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Covers his eyes. He goes <laughs> straight into <laughs> Straight into a bunch of garbage cans. Little raccoon paws over his eyes. Tiny raccoon paws covering his eyes. Drives through a fruit stand. Oh, first a fruit stand, then a newsstand. Hey, what's the matter for you? (laughs) Hey, I'm a newsstand. I'm a stereotype. (laughs) Boom. Garbage can explosion. Martika, for her credit gives a very convincing unconvincing scream yeah because she goes to the front door looks and goes ah yeah yeah so at least there's a pause there like it all hits her in a wave mm-hmm. and then ah just just charred remains of raccoon <laughs> yep and and her boyfriend yeah end of Act one? Who knows? Is the end of act something? Or yeah. Is an, we, we take a break. We cut. We go back to the uh, the reading room. Right. It's easily the, it's the next day. The it's, next, yeah. So we're saying it's the next day. This dude is weird. Okay, wait a second. Is this the next day? Because, because Iris comes back the next day and said, I couldn't sleep last night. Right. I was all stressed out. Um... So is this still the same night that Iris? No. no. So, so it's Isaac the next came morning. back. The, so Isaac is there the next morning, and then Iris comes after him. Yes. She, okay. Yeah, because it, the it's night. The crash happens. It's the next day. She has Isaac over. Yeah. Okay. And Isaac brings flowers. He gives her a kiss on the cheek. He says, all week I wait for these little talks. I na- I nicknamed Isaac Belizema. Because <laughs> he is all over Catherine. He is pure Roberto Benigni. Yeah, he's like, you are the sun and the stars. If I could taste your lips, I would drink them all night. If I could put my hand into your hair, I would pull out the sky. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Wait, actual quote from the episode. That's really <laughs> disturbing. I don't know how I remember them. So You're well. really good, Matt. Oh, Catherine. <laughs> Katrina. When I look in your face, I see, well, you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he, um... So she starts to deal the cards. Right. Okay. And then she's and looking at them. She's, she's stressing out. She's making the same, yeah. like, gas faces. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> she looks of, like a gassy baby. She's just like... Oh. She's pressing. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> she's, Mary. She's, ja- she's Jack A on the toilet. Mary. Mary. <laughs> 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 We're grown-ups, and we just said Jack A on the toilet, and I made poop sound effect. So this episode's going great. This is what happens when there's no guest. <laughs> Keep us in line. For love. God's sake, get on the show. <laughs> Hit us up at T from the dark side at <laughs> gmail.com. I think that's what it is. I think so, yeah. <sighs> so, um, so she's nervous. Uh, she says she's suddenly not feeling well. He goes to get her a glass of water. Right. Okay. While while he's getting the glass of water, she takes one of the cards and puts it in her 
in her nightgown in her yeah in her cleavage yeah in her cleavage in her 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 ample cleavage well let's not go crazy (laughs) she puts it in mommy's pocket she just (laughs) she just straight up boobs him yeah and he comes back and he says these words that i wrote down oh good terror is from the kabbalah from mystics from kabbalah we have to accept the power of the cards. I saw what it was in the cards. Ching, ching, ching. Yep, because that's the Knight of Swords. Yep. The truth teller. And he knows he, he's going to die. Yeah. Thank you for trying to spare me this pain. And he skips off like Pepe Le Pew. Right, but I said, like, why didn't he make a move? He's like... Well, if I'm if I'm going to die, going I should to die. I should have a uh, hero's exit, right? <laughs> I should uh, die with the uh, you let know. Let me suffocate in your milky white breast. <laughs> if uh, my one tin soldier could uh, w- uh, invade, I am looking to find you. Invade your homeland one more time. Let me tell you more about the mystical Kabbalah. You know, I introduced Madonna to it. Yeah. It's strange, you know, red string around your wrist. It's uh, it's mystic, baby. Cards are all connected. All connected. Everything. Everything. I'm going to die. I'll see you later. (laughs) See you later. Okay, 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 okay. He leaves. She throws the cards away. She's like, fuck Fuck this. this. Which is a good move. Yeah. Honestly, she's doing... She does smart things yes. throughout this whole thing. Yeah. But lo and behold, when she throws those cards away, no. Iris comes back. Iris, Iris comes, comes back. back. Yep. And uh, she wants the rest of her reading. She couldn't sleep at all last night. Uh, Although, didn't her boyfriend uh, 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 just die? Her so, boyf- like, wouldn't that just keep her up? Well, her boyfriend just died. So she's, yeah, she's definitely up. But also... But she's immediately back back there. But also she knows that that wasn't the only thing in those cards. Yeah. And if that came true, what else What is else coming? is going to come true? So Catherine's like, no, nah, dude, I threw those cards away. And Iris is like, no, dude, what are you talking about? They're right there. For real? Cha-ching! And the Knight of Swords is once again right on top. The cards are back on the table. Catherine is freaking yeah. out. She's like, deal me in. Now, Catherine is trying to tell Martika, do not do this. Right. Martika's having none of it. She's like, do it. So she does it. Yeah. And she's like, it's the same, except different. It's almost the same. What's the only difference? The difference is your boyfriend is gone. But that's all we hear about that deck, right? Like, we don't right. know. We don't she hear that Iris dies. We don't hear. She won't read it. Catherine will not read the rest of the reading. So if Catherine doesn't read the rest of the reading, will it still come true? No, it comes true. Okay. All right. Yeah, because it's the card. Because that's what happens later. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing that happens with my boy, uh, Belizema. Mm. Like, he read it. Oh, yeah, because he read Yeah, he. but he didn't. Uh, yeah. She didn't read it to him. So she calls her buddy. She kicks Iris out. She calls her buddy Esther. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> says the cards are doing something funny. You have to come over here. I'm freaking out. The cards don't burn. She tries to burn the cards Right. Now. So she she calls Esther, come on over. While that happens, she grabs a glass bowl, mm-hmm. throws the cards in, covers them in lamp oil, lights that on fire. And I'm again like... She's doing the right yeah. thing. She's trying to get rid of this. You obviously know because you're watching Tales from the Dark Side. These cars ain't gonna burn. <laughs> so she, but I wrote this down. She wrote, "They don't burn." That's right. You know, like, and then she does like a Home Alone face. And then I wrote, "Calgon, take me away." <laughs> she really makes a Calgon take me away face. Like, well, oh, these children are gonna kill me. So. So you're the friend, okay? Okay. So you're the you're the more experienced older psychic. Okay. Someone has told you that they have this cursed deck, people are dying. Your friend is freaking out. What do you do for that friend? What's the first stop you make? Is it to pick up a cheeseburger? 
Because that's what Esther does. Esther brings her a bag. It's like, here, this will help. I'm like, oh, what? Is it? Like a magic potion? Is it some sort of like some curse to something to reverse this this spell? Some sort of Kabbalah witchcraft? Oh, it's a cheeseburger. Okay. Yeah, a straight up cheeseburger. Catherine is having none of this. Mm-mm. By the way, she's wearing an, a grandma afghan now. It looks like, do you remember? There were commercials in the 80s for this thing that would like, it was like a little stick and you would like make a, a crochet you guys can't see what i'm doing with my hands but i'm doing like a, like a figure eight circle motion and you would make these little squares yes and then you could join them all together and i yes. thought it was a very cool thing that's what that afghan looked like yeah it's not important but yeah but <laughs> i mentioned it i said okay. grandma afghan all right so esther shows up uh she says i assumed you were you were upset about isaac what about isaac well, he he uh, he went home and he got in his elevator to go up to his room and the cable snapped. Oh, no. No. These cards, they're cursed. They have a power. It's like they're alive. Esther is not very helpful. No, not not really. So, but Esther does say, okay, look, go to sleep. You haven't gotten any sleep. I will sit here. I will watch shit. I will hang out. Yeah. Okay. She takes Catherine takes the cards. She puts them in a lock box. Yes. In a strong box or something yep. that has a padlock on it. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. I'll be walking in my sleep. I'll be walking in my sleep. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Oh, the man's so deep. All right. I wonder why these cards <laughs> are so cursed. <laughs> I can't know what to do with them. Gotta get rid of the cards. Okay. <laughs> get rid of the cards. Get rid, rid of, of the, the cards. cards. All right. <laughs> so she's sleeping. She hears a rustling, a rumbling. Sound effect number 22 is playing mm-hmm. of a box exploding. <laughs> they both get up. It is now Esther and Catherine. Mm-hmm. They're both up. And this box is glowing hot white. It looks like the uh, the suitcase in Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. Yep. And she is like, no. <laughs> what do I do with these cards? Yeah, she screams at the cards. She like goes over the card. The cinematography in this episode is it's actually great. really good. There are a bunch it's a of, real like, post- poltergeist feel. That's how I felt. Yeah, looking at that, I I, I thought poltergeist. Real, it really real close is like, encounters yep, feel. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, of, we had plenty of episodes where it's like, okay, well, throw a shawl over the doctor's office chair, and now it's a psychic's lounge or something. Right. This, these were shot, like, there was not only one psychic lounge, there were like three of them in this episode. Yeah, no, they, they had locations. Yep. They had a lot of locations for yeah. this episode. And, and again, the acting is pretty good. I mean, uh, they overact a little bit, but the next day, so the night is over, the mm-hmm. next day. Now, that's an act break. That was a full act yeah. break. We are in act three now. Yeah. Um, so she's talking to Esther. And Esther is like, okay, when did this start? Esther Esther now is like making sense. Right. She was not on board with these cards are crazy. Because no. I don't know if Esther believes in these fucking cards. Sure. But now it's like, all right, let's actually think about this. Yeah. When did this start? So she's like, okay, it started with Iris. Iris was the first bad reading. Esther says, okay, who was before that? She says, well, I had a new customer named Marlene. She's a woman in her 50s, uh, which, okay, that woman is not in her 50s. That woman was mid-60s minimum. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they they figure out that uh, the kindly old woman was actually uh, a psychic. Madame Marlena. Madame Marlena. um, Another tarot card reader who was pissed off that she was losing business to Catherine. Yep. She's like, you got to go see her. Right. Now, Catherine goes to see Madame Marlena, Mm -hmm. who is now wearing, I don't know what they call that head wrap. I think it has it's a, a name. It's a turban, but it's not. I think it's like a, but it's like a, um, a Gloria Swanson turban. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's not. It's, exactly. It's yeah. Very it's not gl- like a long like piece of fabric that's twisted up. It's like sewn like that. It's like a sewn. Mm-hmm. It's a glamour turban. It's a very glamorous turban. Yeah. Catherine confronts Marlena and is like, "You gave me these shit cards. You fucked me, basically." Right. 
And uh, Marlena is like very little sympathy because she now tells tells her tale of woe. All cards are won. From the goddess Astaroth of fertility, the goddess Shiva of destruction, all have power. You fed people lies, told them what they wanted. The cards won't leave until you... You are not a believer. The cards won't leave until you pass them on to another disbeliever. Okay. So she's like... She's kind of like reading her the riot act, Kabbalah style, about how Catherine is not a believer. Mm-hmm. But if if Madame Marlena had the cards, that means Madame Marlena was not a believer either. No, she was not. Yeah. But she says it was my curse. Okay. But here's the shit part. How long has Madame Marlena had these cards? Right. Because why would she still be in business? Right, right, right. You would try to get rid of these cards as soon as humanly possible. Like Catherine's like this is fucked. I'm out. Yeah. Get these cards. I'm closing shop. This is a hot potato. I've got to get rid of it. Get out my hands. Please get out of my hands. Yeah. So there's a, that's the, that's a bit of wonky. I would have been happier. So if we're going to go to the writing room, Mm -hmm. I would have been happier if Marlena cursed her. I would have too. If it was just like, oh, I cursed those cards Mm -hmm. because I knew that you didn't believe. Right. And he's like, how do I get out of it? And it's just like, and then she. And then she still, you still have to pass them on to another. That's the only way to get rid of the curse. Right. But instead she says, no, I've had these cursed cards forever. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Then you've been giving death readings yeah. for all this time. Or does it change once you start believing in the cards? But then she would just tell her she just had to believe. Right. Which she already does because she's seen what the cards can do. Right. Right. So that's I just the, mean that's, that, like, this is the weakest part of the episode. Yeah. If if Madame Marlena was a was a disbeliever, like she could have a little sympathy for passing this on to her and be like somewhat apologetic and just kind of like in um uh what's that that movie? Uh it follows. Mm. Um have you seen that? I've not, but I know what it is. Yeah, so there's this it's kind of like a curse and you, you it's pass It's a sex it, curse. It's yeah. a sex curse. It's the sexiest curse around. But the guy was, like, kind of apologizing and explaining how you have to get rid of this curse with sex. Um, but at least in that, he was, like, somewhat apologetic and, and explained, like, yeah, you can get rid of it. You just have to pass it along to somebody else. Here she's very bitchy. Marlene is like, this is what you deserve. And it's like, well, bitchy, like, a week ago, this is what you deserve. So right. there's no yeah. empathy. I, I would have been much happier if she's like, I cursed you yeah. with this these cards because you didn't believe. Mm-hmm. And and if she was like, well, I believe now, it's like, well, you need to get them to a non-believer. Right. Which could have been anybody then. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's like, so the, the weakest plot points are, you don't have to do readings. Don't, doesn't she have to switch it to another deck or like, don't you have to? Well, like, well I guess if you give it to, you give it to anybody. Right. Like if I was like, hey, uh, Jen, do you believe in the uh, tarot? No. Nah, nah, nah. Here's some tarot cards. Oh, thanks. You're oh, never, no. You're never going to fucking use them. Right. But but when um when she was still at the house with Esther and mm-hmm. Esther was like, "Hey, leave the cards here while you go talk to Madame Marlena." She's like, "I can't leave." She's the like, cards. "I can't leave the cards here and the cards that were on the table in front of Esther are now in her pocket." So right. maybe she physically has, maybe it has to, well, no, because it could have gone to another psychic. It could have just gone to Esther. Oh, but Esther's a believer. I don't know. We're giving this more effort than it's Right. It, it's the weakest point of it. Yep. Um, I don't know if you can write it. I don't know if you can write your way out of it. Mm-hmm. If you give it too much thought and, you know, I think they did the right-ish thing. Yeah. They definitely got themselves out of the, out of the jam. Mm-hmm. But I think it would still have been better if Madame Marlena cursed her. Yes. And they were like, nope, you're cursed. And the only way to get rid of this curse is to... Pass it on to another disbeliever. All right. So we go to see... Now she's in an alley. She's going in to see Mrs. McNeil. Was it Mrs. McNeil or Mrs. Marlene? No, Mrs. Marlene was was the one we just just saw. McNeil. Because I I remember because I was like, McNeil. That's Uh, That's what I always think with McNeil. Um, so she goes to what I, lo- I lovingly titled Dog Alley. She, <laughs> the dog didn't stop barking. She, 
basically like the uh, the 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 location scout was like, oh yeah yeah yeah, this is a typical alley where people get murdered. Uh yeah, we need. Uh, can we get another garbage can in here? No, we uh, we don't have any more garbage cans. All right, uh, play track seventy nine on. Roof, 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 uh, can you hit repeat? Dog forever. Dog forever. So she goes to Mrs. McNeil's. Who is a lovely old Jamaican lady in a pitch black room. Right. And I write immediately, oh, this Mrs. McNeil believes. Yes, 100%. no fucking way with this setup. She is in an alley. She is the start of a Tales from the Dark Side episode. Yes. She is not the ending of a Tales from the Dark Side episode. She's where these cards came from. Right. Yeah. She believes. Yeah. Knock, 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 knock. So, and you can tell Miss, Mrs. McNeil, like, almost doesn't even want to let her in. She's kind of asking some questions. Like, where like, the fuck are yeah, you from? Yeah, where are you from? Where did you, how'd you get my name? Um... So she lets her in for a reading, tells her she has money. So uh, uh, Catherine sits down with Mrs. McNeil. Mrs. McNeil tells her to uh, shuffle the cards. With with a question. Yes. Yes. Shuffle her question into the cards and cut them. Yep. So Mrs. McNeil takes the cards. And now before Mrs. McNeil deals the cards out. Catherine's like, you know, it's pretty dark in here. Could you uh, turn on some lights? Yeah, I can turn on the lights. <laughs> it's a little heavy-handed. Yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. Uh, it was Miss Cleo season, though. It was, it was real. It was Ms. right Cleo. around Miss Cleo. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, so Catherine, while she goes to like open the 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 curtains or something. So yeah. So here's the thing. Why Catherine switched the cards now? Yeah. Huge mistake. Right, it's a huge mistake, and is it something that she, she would have not overlooked? Received, probably. She has not received her reading yet, and Miss McNeil has not laid a single card on the table. And Catherine switches the deck to the cursed deck to get her reading. So now she's getting a reading from the cursed deck, dum-dum. Hey, dum-dum, what are you doing? Did Catherine seem dumb enough to do that throughout the episode? I don't think... Was it just a nervous mistake? I think she was nervous. I think she was just like, I've got to get rid of these cards. She did not think that through. And again, that's on Madame Marlena for not telling her, like, you got to switch the cards. By the way, make sure when you switch the cards, you've already had a reading and, you know, you don't get murdered. Maybe Madame Marlena wanted her to get murdered anyway, because Madame Marlena was a a vindictive... uh, A real hussy. Bitch. (laughs) Real bitch. Real bitch. She was a... Oh, I said. I said. Okay, good. <laughs> so, Miss McNeil gets up, turns some lights off. Catherine switches the decks with the old switcheroo. Mrs. McNeil sits down and deals the reading. Why Catherine let her do the reading instead said, I changed my mind. I changed mind. my mind. I'm going. Right. Nope. She does the reading, and of course the reading is garbage. And Mrs. McNeil's like, something isn't... I'm not going to try an affectation. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I don't even know what that would be. I think that was the dog bark again. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Yoinks. So, so Mrs. McNeil's dog gets on the table and starts talking. Dog <laughs> <Bones>. reading. <laughs> Anyway, Mrs. McNeil is like, uh, I have to tell you about this reading. Mm-hmm. She can tell that it's garbage, that it's like real bad. Well, but Catherine is like, wait, what does it say? What does it say? It's like, can she not read upside down? <laughs> she knows. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Catherine can read those cards. And then and then the last card, the, uh, the, the old lady, uh, Mrs. McNeil, is like, well, I have one more card to deal. You'll never guess what card it is. Yeah, and so it flies onto the table, and Catherine's like, how did you do that? How did you do that magic? How did you make it fly out of your hand? It's like, well, bitch, you know this is a cursed deck. What did you... Did you... Yeah. yeah, she got real stupid about yeah. a deck that has not been able to get burned, thrown away, and magically appeared. 
uh, burst out of a box with white light. And, and magically now, appeared in her pocket. Now all of a sudden she's like, wait a minute. Why did that fly out of your hand when you changed decks, you ignorant woman? <clears throat> So angry. So she says, so Mrs. McNeil says, don't you want to know? Uh, but but you're reading, you're reading. And Catherine's walking, storming at the door and says, take it. I don't want to know. And so Catherine leaves. She goes into, uh, into Dog Alley, uh, throws the cards into a garbage can, sets and them on fire. And is trying to set them on fire. And then a legit jump scare happens. I jumped. I'm jumpy. I am not a... Yeah. I'm not good. No, it's good. It was a good little jump scare. Um, startled me. Mm-hmm. A uh, a mugger who could only afford half a pair of pantyhose. So, so I can only imagine the casting call was for tough. Yes. It's like looking for tough. Muscly tough. T-U-F-F. Oh, knife a pluff. Oh, oh, knife a plus. So I guess when Catherine didn't get her reading, she didn't realize that she was going to get stabbed with a switchblade in Dog Alley. Got real bad news for you. That was one of the, like, the first, like, legit real deaths yes. in that, that episode. And maybe, or in, in this series. In the series, yeah. Of, like, one person killing another person. Yes. That wasn't like mystical. Like it was, I was like, oh, this is pretty, this is pretty graphic for. inside the closet has the death mm-hmm. where with, you know, the knockout and right. the drag away. But this was like. But a lot of the others are, are off screen or they're just like goofy because of. Goofiness. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the old man just <laughs> going upstairs to die now. Right, right. In case of the stubborns. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I do have to say at this point, um, a big shout out to everybody on uh, Transmissions from the Darksiders uh, for uh, responding to my question about when they thought a case of the Stubborns occurred. Oh, yes. Three people basically chimed in and all of them said like more turn of the century. Yeah. Even though there was a clip on tie, I think everybody was like turn of the century. I'm going to allow it. I mean, there was a robot priest, so. (laughs) Exactly. She is now stabbed. Catherine is stabbed. Right and in the gullet. Right in the gullet. She somehow, through the magic of staging, <laughs> wanders away from the trash cans to strategically lay down in the middle of the alley. Next to the Knight of Swords card. And her position is the same as the uh, the Knight of Swords card. Yes. Because it was the Knight of Swords roll credits now i did watch this with uh with ted uh the other night oh i did not know that yeah um and ted somehow had like looked down for this moment so you know she went into the alley burned the cards ted looked down he looked up she stabbed he said wait did the card stab her (laughs) (laughs) and i'm disappointed that isn't what happened that well it is what happened right I mean, tangentially, but... I guess. <sighs> oh, and so she's in that alley, and you don't know it's the um, the the card, the Knight of Swords, um, for, for, I would say, 10 to 15 minutes, because it is the slowest push-in <laughs> ever from, like, a dolly shot above her, which is a cool shot. It was a great shot. They of her paid lying a in the fortune alley. to rent... A crane. And good thing they weren't renting by the hour because that shot was 45 minutes. They they do this crane shot. So they're down on her. And I have to say, like, you could see her move a little bit, a little breathing, a little. But she did a great job of staying perfectly still. Yeah. And they just slowly pull in on yeah. this. It is like, all right, here we are. All right, we're probably about an inch closer now. All right, sound effect number 71 is playing. 79 again. 79 still. Blues Clues is our Blues Clues. 
space sounds. We're about a third of the way through the push-in, so if you need a glass of water or... It takes forever. Or forever. And they don't... Like, it should be like a rack focus. Yeah. Where it's like... Yeah. Done. Nope. Nope. Or the card, it would have been cool if like the card fluttered out of that trash can where the cards were all. And so it like, it came like floating out and kind of like landed next to her or something. Yeah. I don't know how they would have done that, but. Like a string, like a string and a fishing lure. I don't know, magic. There's the magic of film. <laughs> That's true. The magic of video yeah. on this is like, eh, who can see shit? Who yeah. cares? <laughs> <laughs> we can see the string. No one cares. It's Tales from the Dark Side. <laughs> We got one take. <laughs> Following that, we've got one videotape for this 22-minute episode. It's a 45-minute take. Make it happen. Um, would this have scared you as a kid? I think yes. I think I would have been a – I definitely – I mean, I jumped today, so mm-hmm. I absolutely would have jumped at the thief – later mm-hmm. uh i think there was enough in my mind mm-hmm. i think there's enough seeds that it plants about the occult mm-hmm. and about tarot that an eight-year-old me would have run to the fields with sure. that like no she had a c- cursed deck and you got a reading you would die and that's why i'm never gonna get a reading never take cards from anyone yeah exactly like yeah. it would be just enough you know like basically, we just watched we watched a chick tract. <laughs> a what? A chick tract. What's a chick tract? Uh, ever see? They're the they're the Christian comic. Oh books. yes, yes, yes! I forgot that's what they were called. Okay, yes, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, take that out! No, don't. It's okay. Um. Oh, that you didn't know. Yes. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, let's do it again. Okay. It was like watching a chick tract. Yes, one hundred percent. Oh, you mean the uh, the little like Christian warning book thing? Yeah, exactly. The ones that are about Dungeons and Dragons will yes. take you. Well, at eight years old, I guarantee you, I was like, it will. It's the pit of hell. <laughs> so I would have been totally freaked out by this episode. And yeah, this kind of thing definitely scared me. I remember as a kid around this age, maybe somewhere between this and like, I don't know, 10, 11, something like that. Um, I got a Ouija board, which I was not supposed to have. Ooh, I went I to Catholic never, school. ever would have been able to get a Ouija board. And my friend and I played with it, and it was moving on its own. And so we took it to... I love that sweet eyes to God that yeah, you just did. Yeah. Uh, and so we took it to the woods, and we threw Why? it over the fence <laughs> to get rid of it. Because if we just put it in the garbage, then it would come back like those cards. I love it. I love. Well, I you know, I just said that I would have done the same thing. Yeah. If I would have seen a Ouija board in a room, I'd have been like, "No, I'm going upstairs to read my Bible. <laughs> I'll see you later." All right. All right. Uh, let's see how many um, how many psychic readings would you have given this? Seven. I give it seven psychic readings. Yeah, I'd give it seven psychic readings. Yeah, this was. This is. A, I would. I would recommend watching this episode. I, would, I mean, it's been spoiled for you now, so it's totally been spoiled. Uh, the sound effect is shit. Yeah, it would be better if that sound effect wasn't in there. But you can kind of you can laugh it off. I mean, you still know what you're watching. Right. It is still very much a Tales from the Dark Side episode. But it's a good Tales from the Dark Side. I episode. really liked. I really liked how it was played out. I thought. Of all the episodes that we've watched, with the exception of Inside the Closet, they let the story tell itself. Yeah, instead of people just telling the story to each other. Right. Yeah, there really wasn't a twist per se. Like you knew, you knew from the beginning that the cards were the problem. Right. Because you you see the woman do the switcheroo. I guess that the cards killed her would be a twist, but it's not. It's not really a super big twist. Like, I, I mean, we. It's uh, a turn. It's a 90 degree it's turn. It's a 90 degree turn. Yeah. That the, the cards got their revenge. Mm-hmm. But they should have gotten their revenge on Marlena. Yeah. That's why I still go back to she should have cursed the cards and gave it to her. Right. 
And then, um, you know, you not only do you not believe you ruined my, our, my sister's business, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I could see this, all the readers having a network, you know, a network mm-hmm. of readers. Ooh, go to the writing room. Okay. Um, what if at Marlena's house, it wasn't just Marlena. It was all the other readers. All the other other, uh, readers, tarot card readers, who had like all like banded their energy together to curse this deck. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. That would have been sweet. And she's like, I'm going out of business. I'm never doing this again. I've killed two people, basically. Mm -hmm. That's what she's saying. I mean, who knows what happens to Martika. But like she's done two readings with them. Mm -hmm. And the readings have killed two people. What if what if the only way to break the curse on the deck is that she has to have the reading like she has to get a reading like so you can spare you don't have to pass this on but somebody has to give you a reading from this deck and that'll like break this cursed deck or something so she has to decide if she's going to let this deck keep killing people or if she's going to let it kill her. Ooh a real ring proposition. Mm hmm. See, yeah, then that would have given it even more stakes. In an episode that was pretty good. It was, yeah. Those those things, like that kind of proposition, would have definitely raised the stakes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which I think at the end of the episode, we it was more like she got the thing and she had to get rid of the thing. Mm -hmm. They kept it simple. I totally understand. Like, I don't think Tales from the Dark Side went on because it was finished. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It went on because it was 1130. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I love that idea or because if she's like, I'm out of business and I'll never do this again. Ooh, yeah. Then you have to get one more reading Mm -hmm. from the deck and then you don't know what the reading is Mm -hmm. and then they could do a twist Mm -hmm. where like she's a nun or she's a, you know, something ridiculous. Like the reading is that it puts her in a lifestyle a million miles away from, you know, she becomes a farmer. I yeah. don't know. But like she does the reading and then it does it or she, she doesn't believe and then it kills her. I don't know. There's a yeah. couple things that you could do there. But I do love that it's a whole bunch of readers who cursed the deck and gave it to her. And then she has to decide whether or not she wants to be stuck with the deck for eternity and never do a reading again mm-hmm. or do one last reading and be free of the deck for forever. Um, did you have an alternate name for this episode? Um, let me see. I think I did. Did you? No, not really. I just said goodbye, Stevie Nicks. Because <laughs> yeah, she I, was very... I definitely... I, I definitely got a... Why isn't Fleetwood Mac playing... Mm-hmm. Rights, rights, one hundred percent. Gypsy yeah. need to be mm-hmm. playing nonstop. Yep. Thunder. <laughs> I I definitely have that in the cards. Is, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's pretty. It's it's so good that it's, two shows had two episodes with the same name. Yeah, it's a little on the nose. Yeah, but all in all, it's a good app. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend it. I yeah, would for too. sure. Yeah. Um, All right. Next week, we are watching the episode Anniversary Dinner, and I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be a a decent episode, so I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, We are watching these apps right now. Nope, these apps right now on the Shutter app. Uh, So we have it as an add-on for Amazon Amazon Prime, Prime. but I think you can get it for Roku just as a channel. Yep. And Um, you can buy it separately as an app as well. Okay. But if you do that, then you can't attach it to Prime. Mm. You would have to pay. There's something stupid. But, like, if you have Amazon Prime already, add it to Amazon Prime, and it's the same cost of having it as a standalone app. And if it sounds like a big pain in the ass, what we're saying, you can also just order it from uh, Amazon. Uh, like 20 the, bucks? Yeah. Complete series box set was, like, under 25 bucks. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then you can see, um, and thank you for the guys who reached out to us all about Inside the Closet. I know that we have a couple new fans from that. So um, thanks, guys. We recorded these way in advance of them coming out. So it's actually close to when we actually released that episode when we recorded this. But somebody asked us how we saw the episode, and I gave them the YouTube link. Mm. Uh, somebody put up um, how um, Savini was making Lizzie. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, I saw that picture. That was great. Yeah, those are great. Those yeah. are great. Uh, so thank you so much, everybody who's reaching out to us. We love it. Yeah, we absolutely love it. Yeah. Anything else, Jen? I don't think so, Matt. All right. Well, we'll see you on the next episode of Transmissions from the Dark Side. And here's a little tip. If you have the chance. Try. try. Just just try it. Do yourself a favor. Try to enjoy the daylight. Just enjoy that daylight. Come on. All right. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is created, hosted, and produced by Jen Hansen and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. And hosted by Go Comedy Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBSPod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.